المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله we begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us with another day and with another Jumu'ah a day of congregation where we come together to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a day of forgiveness for us bi-idhnillahi ta'ala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said in a hadith that indeed inna Allah la yanzuru ila suwarikum wa la ajsamikum that Allah, He does not look at your forms or your, or your bodies. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He judges us, He looks at our hearts and He looks at our deeds. And this hadith is an important hadith and a very powerful hadith for us to reflect on. Because at times we get caught up seeking the dunya. We get caught up worrying about material things, worrying about the way we look, worrying about our homes, our cars, and all dunya we matters. And we know that we, we, don't, we don't forget our share of the dunya, but what's more important is we need to also look at the condition of our hearts. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in the Quran, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ and on that day when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing is going to benefit us of our wealth, of our children, of our offspring, except the person who comes with a heart that is salim. It's a heart that is pure. It's a heart that is clean, clean from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the great imams of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah is Imam Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyah rahimahullahu ta'ala and this Imam was an Imam in the various fields of, of Islam of the various sciences of the Sharia but something about him stood out and this was his speech was always moving and he was known like like someone who was a doctor of the heart someone who when he spoke it affected students it affected those who read his works and so forth. The Shaykh Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he mentioned in, in one of his works, signs of the sound heart. What are the signs? How do we know when our heart is sound? Because we've heard the verse that those who meet Allah with a sound heart, those are the ones who will benefit. Those are the ones who will succeed in the year after. So Ibn Al-Qayyim Rahimahullah he mentioned the signs of a sound heart and he said that firstly, it is when a, a person considers himself as belonging to the next world and not this world. He is a stranger in this world while he is anxious to reach his abode in the year after. And this is something again we need to reflect over. That a person who has a sound heart, he is someone who understands his position in this dunya and the reality of the dunya. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ma ana illa karaki binista valla tahta shajaratin thumma raha wa tarakaha. 
He said, I and this world, what? Mali walid dunya. What do I have for this world? What is this world to me? I'm just like a rider who's on a path. He takes rest under, the sh- under a tree. He takes some shade under a tree. He gets up and he goes. That's the dunya. It's a journey. We're just there for a moment of rest. And after that, we get up and we move. And he said, Kun fi dunya ka'annaka gharib the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said be in this world like a stranger or like a traveler a wayfarer you're moving through that's the reality of the dunya so the first sign of a sound heart and this this reminder is for all of us that when we go home we reflect is this my heart or is it not if it is we need to Improve inshallah and ask Allah for istiqamah. And if it's not, then it means we have work to do in rectifying ourselves. So we live for the akhirah. We strive for the akhirah. La taj'al dunya akbarahamina. The Prophet used to make dua. He used to say, Oh Allah, do not make this dunya my biggest concern. Wala mablaka ilmina. No. The aim or the goal of my knowledge. Subhanallah. Secondly, Ibn al-Qayyim said, A person continues to be upset with himself whenever he commits a sin until he finally completely depends to Allah. A, a sign that a person's heart is alive and pure and salim with iman in Allah is that when he sins, he feels he feels bad. He feels regret. He cannot rest until he turns back to Allah. Until he depends to Allah. And this is the sign of a sound heart. That our sin, when we commit sin, and yes, we will all commit sin, but when we commit sin, it affects us. It makes us feel sad. It makes us upset that we disobeyed our Creator, that we disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thirdly, Ibn al-Qayyim said that a person is more upset and unhappy if he misses his daily recitation of the Qur'an and dhikr than if he had lost his wealth. Subhanallah. A wird is something that we're supposed to have. A wird. Every Muslim should have a daily wird. What is a wird? A wird basically refers to a portion of the Qur'an or a portion of adhkar like dhikr that we make in the morning dhikr that we make in the evening dhikr that we make after salah dhikr that we make before we sleep this is weird that the Prophet sallallahu taught us these are all prophetic and of course our portion of the Qur'an our portion of the daily when we sit daily with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so Ibn al-Qayyim says a sign that a person's heart is sound is that when he misses his wird. So one day comes, we, we get busy, it happens, we got sick, something happened and we were unable to perform or to sit with the book of Allah. But he feels such remorse over that day for missing his wird that it's worse than when he lost money. It's worse than if he lost some sort of wealth. It's worse than a bad day at the office. It's worse than a day where you, your business ran at a loss. 
That's not important. What's more important is, I didn't sit with the book of Allah. I didn't make time for the Quran. Uthman ibn Affan, Amirul Mu'mineen, the leader of the believers, radiallahu anhu, he said, I dislike that any day should go by except that my eyes fell into the Mus'haf. Except that my eyes fell into the book of Allah. No day should go by except that we make time to sit with Allah's words. That we give the Quran its haq from our time. And wallahi jama'atul muslimin, how much time do we sit on our phones? How much time do we sit scrolling through, be it different social media sites, WhatsApp, Facebook and so forth. And yet on the same phone we have the Quran. We have it in English, we have it in any language, and we have it in Arabic. We have tafsir, it's all there. But how much time do we make for that compared to how much time we make for the dunya? For watching sport, for watching, you know, whatever it may be of news and so forth. Wallahu al-musta'an. So the sign of the sound heart, Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he said, we are more upset when we miss our daily portion of the Quran and Adhkar than even if we were to lose our wealth. Then he said, a person finds greater pleasure worshipping Allah than any pleasure in eating and drinking. Subhanallah again, I feel many of us, many of us, we haven't tasted the sweetness of the worship of Allah. We haven't tasted Lathatul Ibadah, the true taste and sweetness of worship with Allah. Because when these scholars speak, they mention that there's nothing sweeter than this. There's nothing that they desired more than to be in the worship of Allah. And we can tie this into his next point where he says that a person's worries and concerns about this dunya will leave him when he begins his salah. A person's worries, his stress, his anxiety, any issues that bothers him, it will leave him when he starts the salah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, وَجُعِلَتْ قُرَّةُ عَيْنِي فِي الصَّلَاةِ He said that this, the, the apple of my eye, or the sweetness of my eye, or the coolness of my eyes have been placed in salah. And he said to Bilal, radiallahu anhu, call the prayer, and he give the adhan, arihna biha, so that we find peace with it. And when the adhan goes, and when we come to the salah, we forget about the dunya. We forget about all of our difficulties. We forget about all of our grief. Because now we are standing in front of Allah. Now we are in conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this was the way of the Prophet sallallahu this was the way of the Sahaba. And they faced the most difficulty that anyone faced. Whoever is suffering today, we cannot compare to the way the Prophet ﷺ suffered in this dunya. أَشَدُّ النَّاسِ بَلَاءً ثُمَّ The Prophet ﷺ said, the person who will be trialed the most, or the people who will be trialed the most in this dunya, is the Anbiya. Nobody gets tested more than them. 
then those who are closest and most like them. Those who follow the sunnah the most like them. They will be trialed and tested. The dunya won't be a walk in the park. There will be tests. There will be difficulties. But the moment they stand in the musalla, they forget all of their difficulties. They forget all of their worries. And this is a sign of the true heart. A sound heart. But when we make salah without khushur, or we make salah just to get it over with, just to fulfill the fard, and not to truly benefit from the salah, then we are not going to taste the sweetness. Then the salah is not going to become the coolness of our eyes. Because we are making it as, an, as a habit. It's just to fulfill the habit of salah, but not necessarily to give the salah its haqq. These are points for us to ponder over. Wallahu al-musta'an. Ibn al-Qayyim said, one is more concerned about the correctness of his deeds than with the performance of the deeds themselves. That one should make tasheeh of his deeds. That before he does actions for the sake of Allah, he should check, is this action in accordance with the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam? And if it is, he should go ahead. And if it is not, then he should refrain. Fudayl ibn Iyad, one of the imams of the predecessors, his tafsir, he mentioned, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا in Surah Al-Mulk Allah said he is the one who created life and death for what reason? to test you and see who will be the best indeed أحسن عملا who's going to do the best of أعمال فضيل ابن عياض he said this means that the deeds must be أصوب وأخلص two things Akhlas, he says, it means that the deed must be full of sincerity. This must be no riyah, no showing off. It must be for the sake of Allah alone, with ikhlas. And aswab, he says, it must be in accordance with the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That the deed that we are doing must be in conformity with the teachings of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Did he do this act of worship? We should do the act of worship. If he did not do the act of worship, we don't do the act of worship. This is what this ayah means. And this is what Ibn al-Qayyim is saying. We pay attention to doing proper deeds. Deeds that are authentic. Deeds that are in accordance with the sunnah and not that which is not. These are some of the points this imam, rahimahullah, he made. For us again, our duty is to reflect on these points. And ask ourselves the hard question, is my heart a sound heart? Is my heart close to being a sound heart? If it is, praise Allah. Thank Allah and ask Allah for istiqamah, for steadfastness. And if it is not, then we need to rectify ourselves. Then we need to rectify ourselves because tomorrow we could be standing in front of Allah. Wallahu musta'an. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah then mentioned the signs of a diseased heart. We've spoken about what is a sound heart. He also mentioned that there are signs that our hearts are sick. It's marid. It's, it's ill. It's diseased. And he said, for example, one does not feel any hurt or pain when he commits evil deeds and sins. The opposite of a sound heart, for example, when we sin, we don't regret. When we sin, we continue sinning. And we don't feel remorse over our sins. 
And the Prophet wasallam he warned us about this and he said, when we commit sin, what happens? A black dot is put on the heart. And every time we sin, another black dot gets placed on the heart. Until that heart becomes enveloped in blackness, it becomes hard. And we don't feel remorse. So when we see haram, we don't feel bad about it. We look at haram, we don't feel as if I'm doing something bad. We listen to haram, we don't feel as if we are doing anything evil. Because we've become accustomed to the sin. Our hearts have become full of ghaflah, negligence, meaning we know it's wrong. We know it's wrong, we know the ruling. We've been taught it's haram to look at this and to listen to this and to indulge in certain things. But we don't feel our iman is not beating strong enough in our hearts because our hearts have become encompassed with the blackness of sin. May Allah protect us. Ibn Qayyim says, one looks after less important matters and neglects more important and critical ones. Yani, a sign of a sick, a sick heart is that we give importance to that which is not important. And we, we, we take importance away from that which is supposed to be given importance. So our priorities are not in order. Our priorities are not in order. And again, there's many examples that could be mentioned. Coming to the masajid, praying salah, reading the Quran, where do we spend our time, our efforts, and so forth. We don't prioritize correctly. One dislikes the truth and has difficulty accepting or submitting to it. Ibn al-Qayyim said, this is a sign that the heart is diseased. That when the haqq, it comes to a person, that the person doesn't want to hear the haqq. The Quran is presented, the sunnah is presented, but the person doesn't want to hear that. This is not what, is, what he desires. And this is a sign that the heart is ill. It's a sign that the heart is married, it's sick. In fact, one of the punishments of Allah is that when we turn away from the haqq, Allah keeps us away from the haqq. Allah, he said in Surah Al-Saf, that when they turned away, many people turned purposefully away. The message was given, Quran and Sunnah is presented, here's the haqq, it's clear, but they turned away. Allah says, I, He then turns their hearts away. He then turns their hearts away. And Allah said, وَمَن يُشَاقِقِ الرَّسُولِ مِن بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْهُدَى وَيَتَّبِعْ غَيْرَ سَبِيلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ نُوَلِّهِ مَا تَوَلَّى وَنُسْلِهِ جَهَنَّمُ وَسَاءَتْ مَصِيرًا Allah Azza wa Jal said, whoever purposefully opposes the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet Sunnah is there and we don't follow, or we come with a different methodology, and they follow a path other than that of the believers. The believers of this verse, that at the time it was revealed, is the Sahaba. So they follow a different pathway. Allah says, نُوَلِّهِ مَا تَوَلَّى and Ibn Kathir in his tafsir explained and said, this means that Allah says He will keep them on the path that they've chosen. And this proves that when we turn away purposefully from the haqq, Allah punishes us by keeping us upon the way that we've chosen. And He beautifies it for them. So they feel, they see things that, that makes them believe they're upon the haqq. But this is a punishment from Allah. So we need to be very careful. 
وَنُسْلِهِ جَهَنَّمْ وَسَاءَتْ مَصِيرًا Then Allah says they'll be thrown into Jahannam and what an evil destination. Ibn al-Qayyim also mentioned that one feels discomfort being in the company of the righteous and feels comfort in the company of the sinful. This is also a sign of a sick heart that we are happy when we're sitting in gatherings of haram. We feel comfortable. People are maybe smoking or ghibaying or listening to music or there's just a lot of haram taking place. We are at ease. But when we sit with people that are discussing deen, that are talking Islamic matters, that are talking that which is just halal and we are benefiting in terms of their etiquette and their manners and their knowledge, we don't feel at ease. We feel this is not for me. I'm not comfortable here. This is a, this is a sign that our heart may be sick. That we need to rectify our affairs. Because these are the gatherings we're supposed to be in. But not the gatherings of, of haram. To end off, Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he said, A person is susceptible to misconceptions and doubts and is attached to debates and arguments rather than reading the Qur'an and such beneficial acts. And this we also find very common. That instead of doing that which is beneficial, Instead of sitting, attending classes, reading the Qur'an, attaching ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his book, and to the teachings of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sunnah, we find ourselves delving into all types of arguments and debates and discussing with this one and arguing with this one, be it in person, be it online, this is not going to benefit any of us. This is not going to actually be of benefit. What is going to be of benefit is we focus on learning the deen of Allah, on implementing out the teachings of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remaining steadfast upon that. This is where we will benefit ourselves and those around us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So my time has come to an end. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to rectify our affairs. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to heal all of our hearts to purify our hearts from sin, from nifaq, from all types of evil. <coughs> and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us istiqamah, to show us the haqq as the haqq, and to make us of those who follow it, and to show us batil as batil, and to make us of those who are saved from it. Ameen rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astawfiruka. وأتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته